Hello, hello, hello. It is Space Cloud here. Welcome you to my Halloween series. So, I'm going to be doing uh, some urban legends from some different places and just talk about them and tell you all about them. So, first, I am admittedly going to start with Scotland. That's where I'm from. I love it here. And yeah. So, I'm going to go in order of. 1 to 10, because I've got 10 here. So, number 1. Oh, hold on, actually. Let me see if I can find some kind of... That sounds good. It's not really any music, so... Anyway, the... Gobbles Vampire. In 1954, hundreds of young kids from the Gobbles area of Glasgow swarmed into a creepy necropolis graveyard on the hunt for a vampire with iron teeth. They were blamed for killing two of their friends and with sharp sticks. They hunted the thing for hours. Local historians believe they were inspired by earlier legends of Jenny Wee, the iron teeth, and Murderous ghost said to hunt Glasgow green. So that's really interesting. I've never, I've not heard about a lot of these urban legends, to be quite honest. Uh, so this first one, I've actually not heard before. Yeah, I, I, I live here, well, not in Glasgow specifically, I live in Scotland. Um, but I, I don't know some of these. So it's nice to find more things out about where you live. So next, number two, the boneless. According to local folklorist Jesse Saxby, the people of Shetland claimed that they were once terrorised by a boneless blob-like beast they called the Frittening because it could scare anyone who saw it to death. Some people said it looked like a bad of wet sand or wool. Others said it was an armless, legless torso, a ghastly wet file thing with one lidless eye that would press against their windows. Oh. That's a sound so weird and so creepy that I would not like seeing that in my window, that's for sure. No thanks. <laughs> so I think, um, if anything, urban legends aren't to be taken too seriously. Like, you just kind of take them with a pinch of salt. Like, obviously people have different experiences and things, but... You know, they had urban lessons for a reason. So anyway, number three, the cursed mill. This story was shared on Reddit by a user who said his mother has grown up in a village in Fife. According to legend, a witch had cursed the owner of the local mill and was hanged by the villagers. When the mill was torn down, a grain silo was erected in its place. A boy called John was dead to sleep in the silo and woke up found to find grain bags moving on their own and crawling towards him. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Like, <laughs> imagine, out of all the things, grain bags to be crawling towards you. Like, I don't know if that'd be scary or funny. Like, it's always going to be scary in the moment, but I'd kind of laugh about it later on in life. I'd be like, oh, I'm going laugh. And, oh, so number four is Abandoned Annie. Mary King's Cause is a creepy historic hidden underground street beneath Edinburgh's Royal Mile. 
1990, a psychic called Akio Gibo visited it and felt a small hand touch hers. Akio said it was the ghost of a child called Annie, who had died of the plague and lost her doll. The psychic went to a shop and bought back a Barbie doll. Since then, Annie's room was gradually filled with toys and other gifts. So, that I think is a pretty nice one, because usually the urban legends are very creepy, it's very scary, it's uh But that one's actually so nice. Like, um, leaving toys and dolls for a, a little girl, I mean, obviously, we don't know if it's 100% true, but that's just very kind, I think. So, Soiny Bean, number five. Since the 16th century, people have shared stories about Sawney Bean, the alleged head of a clan of incestuous cannibals who lived in a network of caves somewhere east, Lovin, with rugs made of human skin. It said the clan killed over 1,000 people before they put to death by King James. The Hill of Sawney Bean has inspired lots of horror films over the years, including the Hills of Eyes. Now, there's a fun fact, right? So I watched The Hills of Eyes. And I really liked the horror film, but I never knew Scotland gave the people the idea for that film. That's really cool and so interesting to learn, actually, because you never know what you're going to learn next, you know? So it's just super, super cool. And yeah. (laughs) The Haunting of Castle Stewart. The fearsome fortress near Inverness has been dogged by rumours of ghosts for hundreds of years, so the Earl of Moray offered a reward to any man who was brave enough to stay there overnight in a locked room. A local tough guy named Rob Angus took up the challenge, but when the servants unlocked the room in the morning, everything was past beavers and Rob was dead. Now that seems incredibly weird. Like, he's just randomly dead. With things smashed everywhere. How would anyone get in? Anyone get out? It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, obviously there's a part of me that's like, oh, I wouldn't mind trying, but I don't particularly want to die. So that's just terrifying, to be quite honest. And I wouldn't mind visiting myself one day. The Alpha Seat Coffin Effigies. On summer's day in... 1836, a group of boys out hunting rabbits found a small cave in the rock, which contained seven miniature coffins with tiny effigies of human beings inside. No one knows who put them there or why, but some people believe they were created to commemorate or somehow placate the 17th victims of the notorious Edinburgh murderers and brave robbers Burke and Hare. So that's really cool if somebody actually did that to put respect back to those people murdered. That's really kind. Yet again, it's a little creepy, but like it's always nice when you see people coming together. The Mackenzie Poltergeist. According to local legend, the Stark Museum in Edinburgh's ancient grey fairs, Kirkyard, is home to a fensual and vicious poltergeist, the ghost of Sir George Mackenzie. A savage large advocate who was named Bloody Mackenzie due to the number of people he tortured and killed. Visitors have reported leaving the tomb with injuries and sketches and had things thrown from their heads. This damn Sir George, he's a savage lord advocate, 
<laughs> but imagine just randomly getting chopped something at your head randomly. That would be terrifying. Number nine, Netta Forniario. In 1929, a woman called Netta Foriano showed up in the island of Lonia. She was a member of an occult group called the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn and told locals that several individuals were attacking her telepathically. Later that week, she was found dead with no obvious cause and it said that she had deep scratches on the bottom of her feet and that a cross was cut into the turf nearby. Now... That sounds very weird to me, to be honest. Like, who and why would do that? Like, I don't know. It's good to be skeptic, but it's also good to keep your mind open. And number 10, Amphia Lavinmore. Climbers have reported incomprehensible feelings of fear when climbing Bed Macduia, Scott's second highest mountain. People have heard eerie footsteps following them. Others have seen looming grey figures. This is just one account given to the Cangon Club in 1925. I have seized with terror. There's something queer at the top of Ben McDewey. I will not go there again by myself. So, if I've learned anything from reading these urban legends about Scotland today, is a lot of scary things are actually happening. And it's crazy, actually, because uh, none of these stories, none of these stories I've actually heard about before, so it's really cool. And obviously, most of it seems to be ghosts. Um, but today was my first day of five days of doing urban legend around places so i'm really excited to start um look, doing more stories like this now i am thinking of maybe seeing if there's anything more like creepy pastas and stuff um and it'd be great to hear see what else there is about places I know of so obviously say for example Scotland. So um it's just so cool to find out more, especially urban legend wise. Like wow. Oh hold on. My phone is being a bit rubbish for the minute. So, to finish off my scary urban legends of Scotland today, I will be reading a creepypasta based in Scotland as well for uh, anyone who's listening. But it's just, I'm interested in learning about this stuff anyway, so I will put on. The Observer. In summer of 2003, a strange occurrence happened in the marshes of Scotland. Since then, there have been no reporting sightings of the observer. A man called John Miller claims that a monster is in his home. He was trapped with it for seven days before contacting the police. They arrived in his home to find a diary titled The Observer on his sofa, and this is what it contained. <clears throat> Day one. 
I'm being watched. You may pass me off as a madman, but I know I'm being watched by something obviously inhuman. I'm not going to work today. It will just follow me there. I'm waiting to make some contact with it to see it, to know I'm not going insane. Maybe I'm just suffering from schizophrenia and this is all in my head, but I'm not taking any chances. At times I hear loud ringing in my ear. I just hope that I can fall asleep and this all goes away. Day three. I know it's real. It's watching me always. I see it in the corners of my eyes. I can hear it growling. I went to a psychiatrist today to tell him what I had experienced over the last few years. He thinks I'm suffering from schizophrenia, but he's wrong. They're all wrong. I barricaded myself into my home so I can be alert to study this inhumane entity as much as I please. Hopefully someone will find these letters and find this evil thing and take it away. I'm calling it the Observer. I'm going to write exactly what I see in here. Hopefully it will just leave me alone. Day 4. I caught a glimpse of it today and it definitely isn't human. It's about 6 foot 3 and its posture was perfect. It wore a large cloak that looked black and I didn't see it long enough. But I didn't see it long enough, sorry. Its hands were large and its fingers more like knives. It didn't appear to have feet but just floating on the ground. I haven't seen its face yet but I bet it's horrifying. It didn't seem to move that fast so maybe I could sneak up on it and attack it. I'm going to do some research and try and find anything I can about it. It forever growls and I can't sleep at night in fear that it will get me. Day 5. My research was useless. Nothing is known about the observer, at least not yet. My house is complete darkness now. I switched all the lights off. I carry a torch around and better hope that it will come out. I see glimpses, but it's still its face is hidden. Maybe it's for the better. Maybe once I see its face, it goes into a rampage and kills me on sight. I'm taking my chances. I must see its face. I'm going to try to sleep tonight. I'm so tired. Day 6. I managed to sleep last night to my relief, but what I woke up to was horrifying. Once I was asleep, the observer had last left a large cut all the way down my arm and wrote messages on the roof above me in my own blood. It said, forever watching. The writing was messy, but it could clearly be understood. It's out to get me. This I know now. I can hear it everywhere. Feel it breathing down my neck, although that it was nothing there. It's playing tricks for me. It wants to mess with my head before brutally murdering me. It's nightmare fuel. Something's been adept to hell. I'm going to see its face no matter what. It might hold the key to what this truly is. Day 7. I saw its face. I fell asleep while I was writing the last day. When I woke up, it was in my hallway. It had turned the lights on. It was staring at me. Here's my full description. It had a large cloak that was ripped at the bottom. Like I said, it had no feet. It seemed to hover. Its hands were claws, each one about five, 50 centimetres long, thick and sharp, almost like knives. Then I saw its face. It had a hood over its head, but its face was clearly clearly visible. Its eyes were just empty sockets, black, and they never seemed to end. It had no nose, and then there's its mouth. It was a circle-shaped pitch black, with no teeth, and there was a kind of smoke coming from it, also black. You couldn't see through it. Its skin colour was a dark grey. It was horrible. My first instinct was to throw my lamp at it, so I did. It simply hit the observer and smashed. It didn't even stumble. It I 
like it is a marathon. With that, fled the room with incredible speed. I fear for my life now. I've called the police. They said they're going to be an hour. I hope they don't take that long. It could strike at any time. I look at myself in my closet. I just hope they can't read. Shortly after finding this diary, the police searched his house thoroughly, looking everywhere for it. About five minutes into their search, they found his corpse in an empty closet. A large claw marks all over his body. There was a bite mark where his heart was. Many of his organs were ripped from his body and his eyes had been gouged out. We now know that our observer is there, feasting off innocent people. We advise you if you hear loud growling or high-pitched buzz or see a dark figure in the corner of your eye, that you contact your local authorities immediately. We found no photographic evidence of the existence, but we will take a rough appearance from the description that John gave in his diary. It could be anywhere. So that's the story. So be careful out there, my dude. And keep your eyes open for the observer, because he could be right there with you. <laughs> now that was really fun. So uh, that was so much fun to do and to read. And the uh, creeper pasta from Scotland. I always hear them from US, but never from the UK. So it's nice to hear from somewhere else. But I hope whoever was listening really enjoyed these urban legends and my creeper pasta for today. I really enjoyed doing this episode today and I will be doing these for the next five days of Halloween and then I think I'll pick another I'll pick out of all the rest of the countries in random, so maybe using a random generator or something and do five to ten uh, stories from each place but we'll see maybe five to ten stories from each uh, Urban Legend and then a creepy pasta from that place as well for Halloween. So I really hope uh, you enjoyed. This has been Space Cloud and I'm out. Happy Halloween! <laughs>